Hi, this is Russ Benson. I am a Liverpool supporter, and you're listening to Drunkard United Football Show. You all need Jesus. There's one perfect fit, and sugar, this one is it. We both are so excited, because we're reunited. Yeah, yeah. Come on, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Harms over here going like, what kind of weird homoerotic shit have I just walked into with you two? (laughs) Should have been there for the last 16 years. Start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, the man is fucking back, Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? Doing very well, thank you very much. I know it's three common American schmucks tonight. three of you. But tonight he's back. It's got to go back to the original line. But, but Hiram's still yep. here. A fireball over, all over my wedding ring. I felt it was. Right. I felt it was only fitting, especially because you two just played each other. And um, Sam, I think you should be in the same room as your soon-to-be uh, heir apparent, young hot freshness in the house. Hiram, how you doing, good sir? Yeet. And as always on the ones and twos, uh, not trusting my instincts or judgments at all, and constantly judging me. Uh huh. My My wife, my lovely. (laughs) 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 That would be on soundcheck. Sam, if somebody wanted to find soundcheck, how would they go about doing it? Uh, It's very simple, actually. Patreon.com forward slash DU Football Show. Just sign up to that one beautiful five dollar tier. I have missed so much being a whore, so pay me. I'm just glad you don't sound check the show and didn't hear all the Graham impressions. Oh, I, I heard a fair amount of them, actually. <laughs> and of course, producer Mel, my lovely bride. How Hello. are you? I am fantastic. New hair, new Mel. Oh, I did just changed everything. Yeah. Huh? Uh, new yeah. hair, TikTok Mel. Yeah, TikTok Mel. You know me. <laughs> New, just, uh... n- new hair, same production mistakes. <laughs> yeah. We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, streaming live every single Monday, wherever you like to watch streaming services. It's everywhere. Should you want to chat with us, there's many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. It is at G... Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> JK, JK. What's the word again? It's <laughs> it's at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Very good. Christian See? is in the chat. He goes, the talent. We missed you, Graham. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks, guy. Glad to know you're still with us. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, set that pacemaker right. It might be going a little fast right now. Flutter it, seeing the pwn back in the building. <laughs> Mine will be after this fireball cake. <laughs> I might need to borrow his batteries. Or something. 
This could not go well, <laughs> potentially. Same myself, both work in the wine and spirit industry and have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, without I have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Mr. Graham, we've already taken a shot, but I think it's very important you uh, go ahead and tell everybody about it. What are we drinking? Yeah, sure. I also thought we were going to do a real whiskey, but I don't there, have... there, there will be something. Don't, oh, okay. don't worry. You do your thing first. <laughs> you didn't ask me to hand you anything. Yeah, you're good. So this is Fireball <laughs> yeah. uh, Cinnamon Whiskey. Uh, it is a Canadian whiskey, probably the cheapest you could possibly make, mm -hmm. uh, and then flavored like big red chewing gum, and it is fucking delicious because uh, artificial cinnamon is better than regular cinnamon. Right. It is 66 proof and somehow <clears throat> legally sold as a 5.25 liter. I'll tell you how if you want to know, and it sounds like you do. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, there are three pour, uh, pour spouts to this fireball keg, uh, which makes the inside bladders that feed those pour spouts three individual bags. So it is a VAP keg, a value added pack package of yeah. a keg of three separate 1.75 liters, which <clears throat> is a legal size to sell booze. Mm. So you think. You want to do another shot? <laughs> No, no, no. Young, hot freshness. You think. <laughs> I'm cool. Love me. You think you think you're trash? You think you're trash? Uh-oh. I am the king of trash. Uh-oh. None of you. None of you motherfuckers I should have, ever doubt me. I have a if bad feeling. If I want to get something, I will find something. I think I How know How much did happening. you spend on that? How much did you spend on that? 60 bucks. 150 United States American dollars has gotten us. Jepson's. Limited edition Malort liqueur, the pumpkin spice fucking version. Shit, pumpkin. Shit. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh. If daddy wants something, daddy will get something. And that is all there fucking is to it. So which which uh, number on Whiskey Advocates list is this? <laughs> <laughs> number 9,564,000. <laughs> Uh, oh, 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 and, and Daddy break yeah. out the fucking <laughs> the good, good china. The good he broke glass. out Mama's china, the re the Riedel glasses for this shit, because I want you all to get all the perfect flavors that come from this. Is there anything perfect that comes from Malor? <sighs> nope. Ah, oh, fuck me. <laughs> oh. Welcome back, Graham. <laughs> right? No shit. I mean, that smells like if you threw up in the fall. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Oh, and you know what? I'm going to give myself a little more. <laughs> I'm feeling... Looks like we're all going to borrow Christian's batteries. <laughs> festive. <laughs> Need to see that bottle. There you go. Oh, my get the God. Too. So yeah. this is the, yeah. the company that represents Malort. They do a tasting room and bar, and this was their seasonal flavor that uh -huh. they did. I saw the internet. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, there's no fucking way we can get one of these. Thank it God. It smells like if Malort fucked up pumpkin spice candle. That's what candle. I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, Mel already took a sip. <laughs> you, know what this oh, no. you know what this smells like? Mm-hmm. Me in my 20s. <laughs> All right, kids, here we if go. If a piece of shit liqueur fucked something that drinks pumpkin spice. <laughs> that was me in my 20s. Oh. No, it's actually not that bad. It's not that terrible. I mean, it's still... The puke flavor's still yeah. there on the back end. Uh, there it is. There, there she is. There's uh, what we know. Hello, darkness, my old <laughs> friend. 
I just like Hiram's I'm just sitting there just like why, and, why? Hiram, I wasn't talking why? to you <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not business <laughs> doing, doing, doing Dave Chappelle fucking Dr. Bitch I'm Charlie Murphy <laughs> <laughs> Doctors brothers <laughs> Oh brilliant Black I, magic motherfuckers should have never gave you money Who's gonna sue what, us what, first? What kind, what kind of person stomps on another man's couch? It, so I was stomping on the couch. Rick motherfucking James, that's him. I'm Rick James, bitch. You Fuck your team. couch. <laughs> what did a five figure say in the face? Oh, that what the Malort this, Studio. This, this does taste a lot like Rick James smacking you in the face with the <laughs> Unity Ring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate myself. This somehow I think tastes worst. Oh, it absolutely is worse. Oh, I think the pumpkin spice covers up the earwax. The, it doesn't smell that I didn't bad. Get any hint no, of at all. I feel like the bitterness <laughs> is even stronger with it. I actually get a ton of clove and nutmeg in this, and not too much cinnamon. Yeah, I get a ton of clove and nutmeg, but it's Malort. It's it's absolutely it's Malort. Uncultured uh, swine. <laughs> I'll take it. This shit is terrible. <laughs> All right, fuckers, and you all have to finish it before the show is over. Well, some of you already have. I mean, I might have a second round just because. There you go. That a boy. That a boy. Would you like some fireball to wash it down? Yes, actually, I would. <laughs> yes, me too. Me here's, too. Here's his fireball glass. Here's my fireball glass. <laughs> oh, let's get oh, the, the high new made it worse. <laughs> let's get the old keg back up here. There you are, my friends. Oh, Duncan. Spiced Malort. It did not help with that how I knew it made it worse. Again. There you go. Again, to all of you, I say, never, ever, ever <sighs> doubt my ability to be able to pull something off. Thank you, Big Red. If I want it, I get it. Yeah. Melisa? <laughs> oh, uh, one more time for the camera. There you have it. That fucking <clears throat> ball really did help a lot. <laughs> Now I've got a bevy of friends who want to try it. I never thought I would go. Thank God for Fireball. <coughs> when is the uh, whiskey event? Um, November the 18th. I put the... Uh, you have to save it for that. I'll definitely save it for some of that. And uh, Someone, Mr. Whoever Graham, doesn't bring food or the last person <coughs> arrives or something, they get the biggest shot. Oh. Mr. Graham, what else do I always need to do? Please remember to drink responsibly. Which is impossible to do when you are drinking either one of the two things we started drinking. <laughs> Despite a keg of Fireball, <clears throat> drink responsibly. Yeah. I just said you have to drink the whole cake. We start. we will. We start with a couple of Darbies. The Mersey side certainly didn't disappoint. And there was a London Derby that was a tale of two halves. Liverpool 2, Everton 0, Chelsea 2, Arsenal Two. Um, really, the talking point of this is Ashley Young gets sent off before the first half even comes well, to an end. I was going to say the 10 of Everton's players played well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, played, One they played exceptionally played well. played like a 38-year-old right back. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there's eaten alive by Doku. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or not Doku. Uh, uh, Diaz. 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 Yeah. Because that happened to the other 38-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is... There is absolutely no denying it. The first yellow was a yellow, and the second yellow was definitely a yellow. Yes. The thing I think we all look at and go is, why the fuck did you do that? that yeah. Like, the, all the commentators, everybody was just like, 
Why didn't you just let Diaz go around you and cross? Like, well, honestly, just, of of all of the the red cards this week, because there were a fair few, I think that was the most obvious. Yeah. Um, oh God. Second yeah. yellow of the bunch that got called. Let alone the first. <laughs> yeah. No shit. <laughs> we will we will get on to that, and we will get on to the direct examples later on in the show about that one too. Yeah. Um, exactly. But I tell you what. Everton frustrated Liverpool. Liverpool only had one shot on target at the end of the first mm -hmm. half and only had another one other shot on target until the fucking penalty. Like, mm -hmm. Dice changed up the lineup. He put 10 behind the ball, and the team showed hustle and tenacity and work rate, and they, they looked as good as you can look in that situation. You're a 10-man side at Anfield against against Liverpool. Like I mean, they, they, I, they played as bad as they played as bad as well as you fucking could. So honestly, it's when it happened, the only person in the ground it seemed that was happy about it happening was Sean Dyche. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? right? Even though I'm sure he gave a bollocking to Ashley Young at halftime and again at full time. Mm -hmm. But that is the stuff that the proper football man's are are made from right yeah, that's right back against the wall away from home very hostile environment in your derby 10 men da da da, da right mm. i mean i don't know if y'all noticed it or not but his nipples were harder than when he was outside <laughs> in the cold with no shirt on okay I, I mean, when that happened that. not gonna and, deny that and for once i didn't see an old dry mouth yeah, trying to figure out what he's uh, how to not have his lips fall off because he was salivating that much at the idea of yeah. drawing Liverpool nil nil yeah. with ten men at Anfield. And uh, <laughs> honestly, the the midfield of Everton showed a lot of guile, a lot of hustle. Yep. you know, uh, Unana. The, had Unana was excellent. A yeah. fucking match. I've Good seen, lord, that, that dude is counting down the days on a calendar like an inmate. <laughs> Cannot wait till I get sold. One more day less oh, till yeah. the transfer window oh, yeah. opens. Get well, me the fuck out of here. I, I doubt he'll get sold in January, but I figure he goes in the summer. Oh, he, in the summer. I meant goes, the summer. I didn't even mean January. he goes to a big but, six yeah. side. Mm -hmm. It's what's going to happen. Yep. And I don't... I'm, and I don't begrudge the kid that. Oh, no, he'll go to Chelsea. It, it's yeah. it's on the wall, man. He'll go to Chelsea, and then it'll be farmed out to, like, Vitesse in yeah. Holland it'll or be, something. It'll be great. Because it'll they be like to ruin that, people there. He'll be great getting that hundred million. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Uncle Todd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. No shit. Yeah. Obviously, the breakthrough finally happens when there's a handball. We're going to talk about this because we're going to talk about your game as well. By the way the rule is written, what the rule is now in footy, or at least in the Premier League, that is undisputable. It's a handball. Mm -hmm. You know, Michael mm -hmm. Keane, the arm was out. It's a handball. <clears throat> Did that at all feel like an intentional handball to you? Well, of course, it's not intentional, like, but that's that's not necessarily <clears throat> the point. The, the natural position thing. Yeah. Which we all know is kind of it, it is a natural position to be right. running and extend right. your arms. Well, running, but, extend your arms, and also he's lunging towards the ball with his front leg. It's not like you lunge towards the football with front leg like this. And your arms back, right? You know? No, I know. It's like um, arms gonna be out. But that is called on a very regular basis. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's which, a handball. It's a handball. So my gripe with because mm -hmm. we're gonna compare them with Saliba's is the other. He's closer to Mudrick's head. They're both off the ground, and they both make the exact same motion with their hands because every footballer that's ever headed a ball ever in the history of the world mm. does this. Mm. And they're less than this far apart where me and you are now. 
Yeah. Right? Keen would you would also could debate very easily that Keen was within a foot but of I, his guy too. But I'm, I'm what I'm yeah, saying is that. is this yeah. is called every weekend. This isn't. I the think Saliba's, Saliba's arm was extended. It was like this. I disagree. I think his arm was extended. It, it was definitely like, well, yeah, we'll get more, get yeah. more into it. I don't think Saliba was like, he didn't, because no one ever here's, does this. Here, here's, <laughs> He's not Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> here, here's, my greater, here's my greater point. For, the, for all of this, unfortunately, both, by the way, this rule is written, is a handball. I can say this rule is written really badly. And you it can is hear, absolutely and you can written very badly. From the desk after each one of those matches of... Uh, of both Phil Neville and Tim Howard both going, the handball rule sucks. Well, <laughs> like, they're like, the handball I, rule sucks. I couldn't hear Phil Neville. I had to turn my TV up. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He does talk <laughs> a little quiet. Yeah, but <laughs> but it just the, they both both oh, of them David, were like, please give me my job back. Both both of them said the 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 handball rule sucks. The commentators in each one of the matches were like, the handball rule sucks. Yeah. Uh, little shout out to our boy Ryan with uh, the ATP. He actually read out the rule, and I not can't remember everything exactly, but essentially it says, if the arm is out in any extended way, it is a handball. And then the next sentence is a caveat, if the referee doesn't deem it so. Okay, so it's a handball, but it, it essentially what that says is, it's a handball unless the referee doesn't want it to be a handball. Mm-hmm. That's not a well-written rule. No. Because <laughs> like, then that says you can easily take interpretation and go, well, it's because it was this team versus this team, or it was this game could have decided a championship, so I didn't bother calling that handball. Like, You know the, what? All I know is I want to replay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me go ahead and jump to that right now. <laughs> Did you hear the the po post-presser? From on your game? Yeah. Yeah. Someone asked Jurgen because Jurgen from the Tottenham thing had uh -huh. said, you know what, teams deserve a replay because of missed calls and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. A journalist looked him right in the face and said, So um a lot of people thought uh Kanate shot probably should have been sent off and that Everton was hard done. So um, you know, by that rationale, does Everton deserve a replay, Jurgen? Oh, yeah. and he went are you seriously asking me that question <laughs> like, yeah, well, you yeah, know yeah we happens. are fucker because you fucking said that two weeks ago you are the poster boy <laughs> of like replays at this point well yeah no shit <laughs> but what actually happens here is now he's put in a position which he hates being in Jurgen, because he has to defend the VAR give, making bad calls right. that yeah. favor him right now yep. he, he's put in a position yeah well they got that wrong mm -hmm. you know or not defending him but throwing them under the bus um because he calls it out and all that shit when it goes against them and it's and the replay like it's so over the top ridiculous that now he has to acknowledge when he's the recipient of a VAR fuck up uh, like let, in a good way you let, know what I'm saying let's, no, no, it makes sense or let's, else he's just so blatantly obvious and fucking well yeah he obviously right. is yeah <laughs> but it's just it's we, we, stupid we, that's what it really is also note uh, Daesh got a yellow card in this game who still does not have a yellow card from the bench this entire season Jurgen Klopp. How? Again, I'll ask. How? Are we even surprised about this, though? <laughs> I'm not. It's, seriously. <laughs> like, Klopp always gets away with this petty shit all the time from no. the replays from did, running off. He did run out in the middle of the center, center fucking circle after after they scored a goal on us to win one nothing, <laughs> and got nothing for it. I remember. And Nuno, Two seasons ago. 
and Nuno Espirito Santo he still gets away with that shit. <laughs> Nuno Espirito Santo three days later got uh, got a ban for running out of the box down the sideline. But he deserved it because he took a job at Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> so fair, look, fair we enough. all agree Kanate should have been sent off. Yeah. I mean, that's as blatant exactly, of a second yellow as you can get. It's you know. it's exactly what I was going to get to. That if, was going to be the next thing. If you're trying to make an argument for the referee here, which I don't at this point, I don't know who would be uh, trying to do that. Simikas is behind Kanate in terms of being close right. to the end line, but he's like 20 yards wide, almost to the touchline. Mm. So he's not involved in a play and can no way, in my opinion, cover for Kanate at all. Yeah. So it's gone. completely gone. It's completely less defender <clears throat> stuff, number one. Mm hmm. So it could have been a straight red. Yeah. You could argue. Yeah. Now, either way, no was... matter where other defenders are, right. a professional foul is a yellow card nowadays. Yeah, it is. Period. And I don't care. Yes, it would have been soft. Yeah, it was very soft. But that's Beto, what a professional foul Beto is, is just felt, doing enough yeah. to stop that counterattack. Beto and felt that should, the hand around uh -huh. his belly, and, and he, he went, went down. right down. He went down very softly. It was. It Which, let's been, remember, it's the same thing Salah does week in, he, week out. It would have been one of the softest yellow cards uh -huh. ever. But it was 1,000% a second yellow guard. And then Klopp immediately pulls him off, and you're just like, of course. Of course they got away with it. Of course they Well, that was Klopp being nice, though. That was Klopp saying, you know, Sean, you're right. He should be sent off. So I'll, I'll replace him. I'll take him off the field. Yeah. I'm not even going to put another player on. But <laughs> I, he'll, he'll walk right down the tunnel. Yeah, he's done. The... Uh, the His race is run. The funny, <laughs> the funny part too is also for Ashley Young in the be in the beginning of the match as well. Both of his yellow cards deserved, but we were clearly attacking down the uh, right with um, Jack Harrison, and Simicus had five cynical tackles. Mm -hmm. There was a, and, I remember seeing that like a few right in a row. Yeah, you were just like should have been carded by what that point. Point does he not like? Because it's clear that's the route Everton wants to go, and it's clear he's getting beat, so he's fouling him because he's getting beat. And at some point, no matter how soft the fouls are, you do enough of them as a referee, you're like, all right, man, fucker, you got to defend them. You can't, like, here's the card. Like, well, yeah, you yeah, have I mean, to defend them. is a reason for a yellow card. Right, precisely. And it was just... um. You've seen referees, how many times have you see a referee point to like three different spots on the field? Yeah. Even if it's a soft foul, they'll be like, you know, one, two, three, four, mm -hmm. yellow. Yellow. Because you're persistently just doing right. that. You're just it hacking. It happens people. all the time to city players. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You see that because they do, they do a lot of hacking in the middle of the field, like soft hacks that they tend to get away with. Now, final goal Mo Salah gets the brace. It was just what it was. It was the 95th minute. The, the Everton was trying to push to get an equalizer, which credit him for fucking trying to do, right? You know, it's uh for for me, um let me go ahead and pour my second shot of Malort. I want just another uh fungus spice. <laughs> do my regular Malort. I'm gonna do something fancy here. Um You know, it's the fucking Derby. It it is what it is. We might have we, to replace these with Sheffield United glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We rarely, we rarely, rarely win at Anfield, except for that one time. I miss you, Don Carlo. What in 23 Sweet years? Prince. <laughs> Once in 25 years. Yeah. Once in 25 years. I thought years. it was 23 years since it's been done. Oh, maybe that was just well, no, the league. Don Carlo. Don oh, Carlo. Was that in a cup? No, no. That was league. That was really? in league. Yeah. That was him. The two to one with no fans in the stadium. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there's the two no fans there. Was it even Anfield, though? <laughs> I say green screen. All right. Like, hashtag moon landing, flat earth. <laughs> uh, you know, that didn't even happen. Copites are still gobshites. <laughs>
I'm gonna chase it with pumpkin spice. Uh, you know what? Oh. To, help, to help you out real quick, um, you remember that time a bird shit in Ashley Young's mouth? <laughs> Wait, in the field? Yeah, Google it. It's a thing. Oh God, <laughs> YouTube it. Uh, uh, so he's like yelling at one of his teammates. He was playing for Villa at the time, I think. He was like yelling at one of his teammates, like ah, and then a bird, like you see something right in his mouth. Um, dare I say those two tackles were him it taking a shit in his own mouth? It was not a bird. Right. Dare I say that those two fouls were him taking a shit in his own mouth? Heard. Yeah, I don't disagree. <laughs> Idiot. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Chelsea and the bridge in that start of that match, it felt like the bridge again. And it felt like Chelsea was up and ready for the match. It felt like Noah's Ark. It was raining and, so goddamn much. And, and frankly, that, that first half, Chelsea frustrated the shit out of Arsenal. They just couldn't seem to get into the match. Yeah. Um, Arteta, I think, actually summed it up pretty well when he said that we had there was a lot of meaningless possession. Like, we didn't control the ball to try to threaten them at all. By the way, the it, pumpkin spice did not help the chase shot of my lord. I just got a lot of puke in my mouth right now. Ooh, I know what would. Hmm. Fireball! Fireball! Yeah. No, fireball. Um, but I think he's absolutely right. We didn't um, we didn't press the issue. We didn't try to go for it at all. And Chelsea were up for it. Yeah. They are a side with a lot to prove. Um, they've played well in the last few games. It helps that they've been poor enough this season that most of their players were not included in their national squads. So they've had two unadulterated weeks to work under Potch, which mm -hmm. they haven't had since he came in, really. No, that's true. Um, so I think that we were the the unlucky recipients of we were the first test team if that makes sense now it tastes show like them, fireball and puke in my mouth <laughs> show them what you can do now show them how we're clicking right and arsenal were calling on the back foot yeah. and the conditions did not help no there was sloppy play on both sides no. and it was absolutely fucking pissing it down with rain it would that was not like i love playing in the rain that would not have been fun. Mm -mm. That would have sucked. Uh, Hiram, your thoughts on uh, the 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 start of the match for you in the first half for uh, Chelsea? Honestly, I'm very happy to see that we were at. Like you said, it felt like Chelsea back at the bridge again. Like we felt like we're at a we're back at our own pace and trying to get back to like that same prime where we're like a top four team, even though we're still like mid table right now or whatever. Mm -hmm. But this is like the start to say like we pretty much dominated possession like what eighty. 80 minutes of the entire game pretty much until Trissard uh, made that final goal that equalizes essentially I really think that this is showing good promise especially with Cole Palmer mm -hmm. me personally I think he was probably our best player that game I want to know what the, the spat was with Raheem Sterling and Cole Palmer over the it was really obviously most teams have a hierarchy of who's supposed to take pens right right and Cole Palmer went and got the ball like that's supposed to be him and Ryan Sterling came up, was like, "Give me the fucking ball," and he was like, "Go fuck yourself, old man." And I, I actually heard about this. Like, it was actually like, yeah, it was between uh, Sterling and um, Palmer. Even though, like, Palmer, of course, is like the uh, younger and younger person, fresh face and everything. But Sterling is someone to prove himself at the same time. But at the same, thinking about it, Palmer is more clinical from the spot than Sterling is, even though he hasn't had as much opportunities for sure. But also, like, even Enzo came in and was like, no, Palmer's the guy to take this spot. Like, let him step in and fill in. And that's basically what he did. He put in um, a good position for us to get that 1-0 goal. Yeah. Uh, um, also, by the way, yeah, Mudrick didn't mean that. 
Oh, well, that's what oh, I'm about. Not. That's what I'm about to get to, too. Is so um, we went 2 1. Is what so, you're saying. Nah, so, I really want to fucking replay. Well, oh, no, it's, if it is 1 1, let's be real. <laughs> With the with with the Mudrick goal, um, Sam, do you think now Arteta has a decision to make? Because in the City match, Raya made some big mistakes that fortunately didn't cost him, and this goal, the Mudrick goal, was absolutely one thousand percent because Raya was out of position. Raya was in the wrong position. He was in the wrong. Do you think that he goes? He was in to, the wrong position multiple fucking times in that game. Right, because let's look at this. Because Ramsdale didn't do anything wrong, right. to lose the job. Now you would have been proud of me because <clears throat> I was at the Abbey with mm -hmm. uh, with our boy Rob celebrating his birthday, and the bar was quiet because David Raya uh, fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> and there was a time when a through ball was played. He started to come out. Could have easily gotten to the ball, mm -hmm. didn't, and then got lucky the Chelsea player dwelled on it and was able to pounce on it while the ball was at his feet. Do you remember this? There was multiple opportunities for that. And I was game. the only person in the bar that was like, fucking go to it. Like, that's your fault. Right. Right? And everybody, and then everybody's clapping the save. I'm like, don't clap that. He fucked up. Right. <laughs> that He got lucky. <laughs> Do you, do you just I want Ramsdale back. I would I you tend to send, agree. You, if you're trying to send a message to Ramsdale, fair enough he didn't have a clean sheet the first couple games and he was huh. the goalkeeper when we drew to Fulham, I believe, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, but he didn't make mistakes that well, right. led to it, you but know. But fine, you want to bring in the guy you brought in in the <clears> summer, somebody you think whose distribution is just that much better or whatever that that makes you want him instead of Ramsdale, fine, do that. But now You've also spoken about wanting to change the goalkeeper on the 68th minute, potentially, if that's going to help the team or whatever. Like, you're not afraid to do that and all this kind of weird shit that no one ever does. Okay, well, then says. why didn't you do well, it then, in this match? Then you know what? Next match, you should be dropping David Raya for the mistakes he's made in the previous two and yeah. giving Aaron Ramsdale yeah, the start again. I agree. And sending the message to Raya, like, if you want to be the number one, stop fucking up. And if Aaron Ramsdale keeps a clean sheet and goes well, he should play the next game. Right. I'll be honest. I think if Ramsdale didn't have, like, his uh, whole family situation, with like him having a baby and everything, he would have played this game. That's the only reason. I wish, I wish yeah, but he they, he wasn't even in the squad for this game. Right. What Hiram's alluding to there is he had uh, his wife gave birth. Right. Um, I don't know if it was on the Friday night or the Saturday morning, but um, they had just recently had the baby and he was granted leave to to stay with them. But it, like I said, like even if that wasn't the situation, I definitely think he would have been chosen for this match because like like you said, like Brian definitely has made the mistakes, but he also is more. He's not as much of a shot blocker as uh, Ramsdale mm -mm. is. Ramsdale definitely is a good distributor, but R he's not Raya's better with his feet. Yeah, Raya's yeah, better with his feet. That's the only sure. he has over Ramsdale. Ramsdale is probably more of a better all-around goalkeeper than Raya. In and, my and as we've learned with United, being good with your feet doesn't mean you can stop a fucking shot. Well, yeah, but and then <laughs> like, you know that's true. And also, besides that, um, and we're gonna come on to it soon. There was more than one occasion uh, in the last couple of games. Uh, the Champions League game included, um, where David Raya looked like Neto, yeah. what he did down uh, at Bournemouth and Wolves yeah. when he gave the fucking game away. Right, precisely. So, I mean, it's only a matter of time before he kicks the ball into somebody and ends up in the back of our own net. So, uh, and we get laughed at like Ben Foster. I, I, I want to finish up uh, in a second with some of what happened with what happened for the, the end of the match and the comeback from Arsenal. But obviously, Champions League there's kind of a rotation. There's a way that, that a manager will do things with their Champions League squad versus their league squad. Your next league match, if Ramsdale is not in the net, 
is that a message that just Arteta's not gonna, not gonna get in. You're not gonna get in. Do you think that's the message that's sent? I don't know that that's the message because um, he did also say something very strange, Arteta, uh, in much of the way you would imagine Pep saying it, mm -hmm. um, which is funny. And I'll get on to in just a second. <laughs> but um, he's saying the right things in terms of I love him. I, I he's a valuable member of this team. He's this that the other. He's a very good goalkeeper. He's fantastic. He was excellent last season. This that the other. We still trust him. And there is supposed to be a genuine competition for places. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I don't mind that they signed David Raya. What I mind is he's now fucked up four or five times in multiple consecutive games. He shouldn't be starting. He should not be starting now. There should no. be a message sent, much like if Jorginho went and did something stupid, which he did do against um, who was the game where he got the ball taken off of Fulham. Yeah. Um, he didn't play the next game. Right. When he dwelled on the ball and whoever pounced on it, and they went down and scored. Yeah. Um, and that was their uh their two one goal. Right. Uh, right. When they started their comeback. Um. He didn't play the next game. I don't think he played the game after. You're right. And if he did, he got subbed on late on. <coughs> right? So where, why is that same principle not being applied to the goalkeeper in the same way that you want competition for places in every position on the field? Yeah. If Arsenal went and grabbed a center forward to battle Gabriel Jesus and, and Kedia, nobody would have batted an eye. Mm. If they went and grabbed a right winger to battle Saka for that position, nobody would have batted an eye. No, not and one They bit. wouldn't have questioned anything. Right. Right? So going and getting Raya for me is not a problem. That's completely fine. You want that competition. But you have to now send the message that it is a fucking competition. Right. Precisely. That that's precisely that's what you point. have to do. And if you don't send that message, if you don't drop Ryer for the last game, you risk the fans turning on you, and you risk Ramsdale himself turning on you, not being as focused anyway. So when you do need him, or when you do want him, he, he fucks off because he yeah. isn't because his head's not there. Now the one thing we have to credit Arteta for, he used his bench fucking perfectly, and they all had an impact on 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 how the game turned for you was the subs he put in. The second half was much more open. Um, both sides had chances. I think Arsenal controlled a little bit more of the ball. Um, but much like in the first half, a lot of that was in the middle third. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really great possession. It was just kind of useless possession. Um, but we did probe and prod a bit more than we did in the first half. And Chelsea seemed to want to protect what they had, which allowed us the ability to get into those spaces. Now, Robert Sanchez fucked up. Yep. 100%. Great, Whoa, great I, hit. I, great hit by... Great uh, strike by Declan, Declan Rice. Rice. That was beautiful. But if you're Robert Sanchez, Declan Rice should never be in that position in the first place because you should have collected the ball or distributed the ball properly. I forget exactly how right. it happened, but um, you shouldn't you, have... It was, I think it's a two-pronged situation with that, though. I think... Right, uh, not right. Uh, Sanchez definitely didn't deliver it properly, but also Enzo could at least make that effort to, of course, make that stop to prevent uh, Declan to make that shot yeah, at all. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Cause like it, it looked like it was like maybe two feet away from it. At, at, if you take like well, an yeah, extra but step. Enzo, look, I mean Declan Rice is like six eight. Well, no, Enzo Declan was like five, two. five feet away from him though too. <laughs> but even still, like take like an extra step and you can at least make an attempt to stop that. Only step in front of him. Yeah, no, I feel I, you. I do feel like um, it just, not just to say that's one know, stride for Declan Rice for obviously Enzo's not just the, the with sub with little Trissard legs. and then Inketia who almost scored a winner, yeah. but. Kai Havertz pissed me off. I think I think you found a job for Havertz. I think Arteta's finally figured out what to do with him. He's very impactful off the bench. Yep. And he just adds a little bit of something different to it. He just 
it worked. I think that lineup that we started with minus <clears throat> Partey and Jorginho. Right. Yeah, you'd rather have Partey. That is our strongest possible lineup. Right. Agreed. And but, possibly Raya Ramsdale, depending on who's on form that day. Yeah, but you've got a Ramsdale over. Deep, I, so would I personally. But. You have a deep as hell bench though, that which was really good to see. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and the, that bench is hungry to produce, which but is I, even better. I also think that part of it was a lot of our guys hadn't played together in two weeks. A lot mm -hmm. of our guys are tired from the international <laughs> break. A lot of our guys are, you know. We, we just looked like not completely at the races in that first half, mm -hmm. and that's worrisome. We've started games a lot slower than we did last season, right? this season. Now, we've come good in the final 15 minutes, but we need to start getting on the front foot in games uh, like we did last year and starting quickly and then figuring out how to control them from there. Yeah, um, It's been a little bit of a different situation this season, which, you know, Makes more flutters in the old ticker. <laughs> I don't particularly care for it. Two clubs fighting for Europe had commanding victories at home. Newcastle 4, Palace 0, Aston Villa 4, West Ham 1. Um, Palace never got out of the fucking locker room in this one, did they? Well, I mean, you say that, but they had 17 shots. Now only three of them are on target. Yeah. It's just Palace being Palace, right? I mean, goals have always been a problem. I'm going to say the, essentially the exact same line when we get to Fulham. Mm. You're always going to wonder where the goals come from. Right. Well, who's going to do the scorings? Yeah. And here it was fucking nobody. Because Jacob Murphy, and it equally on the flip side, right, the other side of that coin is really what I was trying to say, is Newcastle have become over the last two seasons extremely ruthless. Even to the point where, like Mudrick, Jacob Murphy had no idea what he was doing there and somehow scored in the fourth minute. Yep. <laughs> Did not mean to do that. Yep. <laughs> He's about as shocked as everyone else was. <laughs> exactly. So he, was, went in? <laughs> he was the most surprised dude in the whole ground. Here, here's something. I'm going to jump right next to my next thought, but um, and it kind of plays in what you were already talking about. Newcastle is spreading the wealth with goals. Oh, yeah. And it is like every fucking match oh yeah that is troublesome for teams when there's seven guys who can put the ball in the back of the fucking net and you don't know which one it's gonna well, be you know what's scary for the rest of the league honestly is think back to the battle days of united <clears throat> and arsenal right it, you know the late 90s early 2000s mm -hmm. patrick Vieira would chip in with like 12 goals yeah Robert yep. Perez would have 9 to 12 goals. The, the holding, mid, would have the holding 10, midfielder 12, yeah. would have 12 goals. That's what I'm saying. And the, now they did have, you know, 20, 25 and Thierry Henry every season. Mm -hmm. You know, but the same way. You had Paul Scholes. You had Roy Keane that were chipping in with goals every season. You had Ryan Giggs. You had David Beckham, mm -hmm. obviously. But then they would always have um, Von Nisselroy or Dwight York or or, uh, or Teddy Sheringham or whoever up front through mm -hmm. those years. Um, Ole off the bench, uh, you right. know when he wasn't teaching gym class <laughs> and all of them, you know, they'd have their main striker would have 20, you know, Rooney or whoever, but they would always have these supplemental 10 goal seasons from everybody around them. Yeah. This is what scares me about this Newcastle team, because when Isaac gets physically up to speed with the Premier League, uh -huh. or if they can wrap him in enough bubble wrap between each game and Callum Wilson, you're going to have a 20 goal score in one of the two of them. Right. Oh, God, And yeah. then you still got Joe Willock to come back. Mm -hmm. 
he chipped in with what was it eight and eight and six games or something, something like that, yeah. at the end of that one se- uh, uh two seasons ago. Anthony Gordon is probably putting ten goals in this season. That's a, right, exactly. Like. Miggy Amarone last season mm-hmm. and this season they they've got goals out of him. Um, so. They're gonna be fucking They're getting goals out of their midfielders, man. Longstaff is scoring goals like they like are. It. I didn't they, expect to see Longstaff to be going off like that. <laughs> I know, and, right? Well, and I, I and I would credit a lot of that to the fact that you know it's you equate this to whenever you look at a team and when they made that turn, it's they bought that guy they probably spent a little too much on uh-huh. that might have been a little too old. They did that with Karrion Trippia, right? But he's paying fucking dividends, right? Oh, yeah. The the one I would equate it to, uh, Sam, in the baseball world, close to your heart, being a Nationals fan, is when the Nationals got Jason Worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They spent way too much money on him, but it was the piece that got the rest of the pieces to show uh-huh. up, and then suddenly they become good, and that's it. It's like you got this guy, Karen Trippia, who's fucking next to Ward Prowse is a fucking set piece genius. Like his his corner kicks are always going to be dangerous. Oh yeah, like that is. If there is a corner kick, there's a damn good chance that shot's going to be on target. An even better chance that ball's going in the back of the fucking net. And they've got enough big, tall guys that can do it. Now, fucking Fabian Cher can take a shot from fucking 25 yards oh, yeah. out. And put and it he's in the got back a of rifle net. of a rifle. That like, scared me when he did <clears throat> the Champions League, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. And um, for me, is it Newcastle starting to figure this shit out? Yeah. And they're figuring out the Champions League, too. They beat PSG. And they and they're in the group, one. and they're in the quote group of fucking death, and they tied fucking Milan. Like, yeah, they beat now, fucking they beat City in the fucking League Cup. Could Newcastle be fucking getting their now, shit together? You know what? The draw against Milan is actually an opportunity drop because Milan didn't have their best goalkeeper Olivier Giroud in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> best save percentage in all of in all of Europe, by the way. Just so you know. Huh. <laughs> I miss you, uh, Olivier. When, when, uh, so do just, I. just, just to let you know, just so to let you know, Hiram, when we were when we were at the bridge for Everton and uh, and Chelsea, uh-huh. two things we said, two things together, and the the, the first one was Chelsea Sigerson's a nonce. Well, <laughs> yeah. and well, the, the other first, one was Olivier Giroud's sexy as fuck. Well, well no, the He's first one, fuck, well, the first the first one was because the first half it was all down in our end. Was uh, I, I looked at Graham. And I went, yeah, Andres Gomez is that fucking sexy. And he went, yeah, he is. <laughs> and then in the second half, Olivier Giroud was out. He's like, God damn, Olivier Giroud's really sexy. I went, yeah, he is. <laughs> That's one handsome motherfucker. Yeah, both of them. Andres Gomez, too. I forgot about him. Where'd he end up? Uh, he's still with our club. I was he's still, still, we're, just, we're just stroking a check for fucking 75 grand a week. <laughs> just fucking writing that check. No wonder that wall got put up in front of that chair. Wonder why we had to get money from seven 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 to pay the fucking bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I gotta say, I mean, did it? This is Newcastle supporters should be feeling pretty fucking good. This team is yeah, definitely. You know, they had the big win against Villa at the start, but then they were kind of slow out of the gate. But this team gonna be all right. I don't remember that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You know who who Sean Longstaff reminds me of? It's Scott McTominay. Mm-hmm. It's like mm. if you ordered Scott McTominay off of Wish.com. <laughs> but then I, I remembered Scott, McTom- Scott McTominay, the McTerminator, is Scottish. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you ordered a standard regular knockoff. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keeping it rolling. Villa, big shout out to uh, oh, every... Palace for shit, by the way. <laughs> I did, probably did... should mention them at some point. I Sorry, said Brad. they never got out Hi, of the Brad. dressing room. I... Hi, Brad, I'm back. <laughs> they never got out of the dressing room. I felt that was about all Palace deserved for the conversation this week. Um, I just want to make sure I called Brad out. <laughs> big shout out to uh, everybody at the Abbey and Fells Point, the, uh, the host bar for the... Um, Baltimore Hammers. Yeah, and Roger from Kansas City. Great time hanging out with him. Came in, and uh, uh, Scotty, who's part of the Drunken United FC group. God, it was, I don't think was, I've met Scotty in person before, have I? Uh, was fantastic. Does Everybody he know? was. Uh, you, <laughs> yes, Scotty. Knows. Have you ever seen your? Yes, I know. No, Scotty doesn't. Scotty, it was your. It was your. Yeah, Scotty doesn't know. Trip? Scotty oh, doesn't know. Scotty no, doesn't West Ham, Matt Damon sings the song. It's pretty fabulous. West Ham Scotty, as soon as we walked in the door, walked over and greeted us and was mm -hmm. like, hey, welcome. Bartender came over. And because nice. I wore I wore my black uh, McGinn mm -hmm. jersey and Jay from Baltimore wore his green because we were both like, yeah, we don't want to show up in colors. In sure. But you know, the bartender came over to us. He goes, you guys could have worn your colors. Yeah. And um, Jay and I were like, yeah, but we're good. <laughs> Uh, Jordan as well was fantastic. Um, He's a good dude. I'm forgetting yeah. the name of the brewery he works for, but you've had their uh, Stacy's mom. Uh, the IP the Carly might be watching. Yes the <laughs> the the IPA. Um, yes, Stacy's yes, mom. Yes, it, yes. He, that's he works with brewery. Yeah, okay. in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. So so he's going to get us evil twin. Evil twin. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's going to get us uh, a few things as well. Oh, so, I told him so, we do beer reviews. And we wanted to pull him in, and he was like, "Fucking great." All Finally, this job started to pay off. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the, I'm just looking at the Patreon money going for the uh, Fireball Keg and the Malort. I got to put yeah. in a receipt for that, don't I? Patreon.com forward slash you football show. Thank you very much. Sorry, I was pouring while you were gone, so it's a hard habit to break. It's all and, good, no problem. And uh, the... the the, all three of the abbeys have great cultures with their three clubs yes. you know obviously yeah. obviously the abbey and fed hill with the uh, gunners is just that's kind of the gold standard but tell you what what they do in fells with the west ham with the baltimore hammers is there's a fucking lot of um solid and alan's crew with the uh and they mob, mob town magpies for for uh, newcastle at the uh, mount washington location all three of them are yeah. fucking Class acts. They're all, just great all three to go supporters to. Clubs are class oh. acts as well. <laughs> Super fucking nice. Coming over, hanging, high fiving, going, hey, you know what? Good match. Fuck you. Like with love. And it was we. I had such a good time, and I was very grateful. And I, I'll be honest, I covet that. I hope Lindsay Cole and I can build that because yeah, it'd be great. I I look at that and I was so jealous, and it made me want to switch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. <laughs> Just kidding. Here is something I think we have learned so far in watching Villa this season. And Watkins I, Fox. Yes. And um, Douglas Louise Fox. Yes, very much so. Emmy. And, I mean, uh, Unai. Yeah, yeah, Unai, definitely. Yes, he, he fucks. Unai fucks with his vest on. And I'll tell you what, Unai doesn't fuck the dentist. <laughs> All right. Anywho, here's what we have learned in West Ham. Necessary dig. West Ham learned the hard way. Let's bring it all back down to earth. <laughs> Do not get into a track meet with Villa. Nope. Especially with the pace of Diaby, with the, Diaby, the pace of Watkins, Dune yeah. Bailey, Matty Cash. Not. And after the first half, after it was 1-0, and then they tied it up 1-1, one, one, 
were watching this almost pinball kind of really fast paced match and you were just like you just knew you were like Villa's gonna start Dude, scoring. Maddie Cash gonna was get denying him. payments on defense all night long. <laughs> Cash savings. <laughs> um, look, you got the two goals from uh, Douglas Louise, but the one that really needs to be talked about: Watkins' third goal. Yeah, that was a what a, what a special goal with his left foot. He he's a right-footed guy. They play him to go right because you've done this before. We've all done this before. You know, someone's hefty on one foot. You dare him to go the other way. They dared him to go the other way. He touched it over and he ripped it in the near, it. Yeah. the near post, which a keeper should be there to cover. And he fucking just annihilated that ball in the back of the fucking net. What a fucking goal! It was an absolute stunning hit. Um, I just but what, Jesus. It, what it is. Some it's it's the most it's the the why we love this game so much sometimes mm-hmm. it's so beautifully fucking simple yeah hit it hard yeah just hit it hard hit it hard and accurate just hit it hard i will say- i wouldn't even say it was that accurate i'd <laughs> say if it was hit 5 miles an hour less the goalkeeper has a chance at it yeah true <laughs> rob had but, made a career but the, but playing it, for just hit it hard off of hitting the ball really hit it hard, hard. Yeah. <laughs> i will i will give credit uh west ham uh, was the bowen yeah. His goal was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, that shit was mm-hmm. gorgeous coming down. And uh, every time Ward Prowse got up there, I was nervous. <laughs> but for, for it just seemed weird that Moyes allowed his team to get away from the game they play. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they tried to play an open game with it. It was no. just like, this is not going to go well for you. What I will take from that second half, though, for both teams is the people that you want scoring scored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Jared Bowen got on the score sheet. Right. You want him to get goals. The only thing that was missing was a 4 2 loss with uh, Antonio being also on the score sheet. Right. <laughs> um, but the people that scored, yeah. that you want scoring, scored. They they all played their part in that second half because the first half, honestly, was a, a little testy here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, now Villa, I think, controlled most of the game. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, it was kind of one there were and chances. lost. Yeah, there were chances. There were a few chances, but it kind of was one and lost in that middle third. Yeah. Um, kind of the same way the, the Arsenal-Chelsea game was in that respect, where it was a little sloppy both sides here and there. It was a little this, that, the other. One side obviously cared a little bit more than the other one, and then they go into halftime with that lead. Mm-hmm. Now, Chelsea got lucky on, the obviously, the, the Mudrick goal. I think Villa struck the post in the first half. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it could have been a very similar story in that respect, where it was 2-0 going in. Right. Um. But, I, I mean, Villa just came out flying. What I do love about Villa and what also makes me a little bit nervous, to be honest with you, and and the top six overall might be changing into a top eight where you can interchange almost anybody. We, we talked um, about that a little bit last week. Is what Unai Emery said after the game. Douglas Luiz played very well today, but Douglas Luiz got a little bit too relaxed after he scored a goal, which mm-hmm. he tends to do, and he needs to stay hungry and he needs to stay focused and he needs to do this at the other. So the demands and the 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 expectations on the players are so much improved yeah over what steven jared was doing and they want to they want to play for him like that's what they say, enjoy playing for him they relish him but it's obvious and you yeah. know any anybody that's watched the beckham documentary so far just hearing the way that sir alex brought david beckham back down to earth despite what he was doing on the field yeah with all of the off-field antics with with not antics but you know this this newfound stardom and all these extra all this kind of stuff is you know, Sir Alex would called him back five days early from his fucking honeymoon. 
You know what I mean? Just being a dick. Right. Douglas Louise scores two goals here. He's like, yeah, but he didn't track back. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like just that bring that's that's elite level stuff, like and that, that changes the mentality of a club. You oh, know what God, I mean? Yeah. Now, uh, boys, final question here, and we'll move out of this segment is. I should the top four be worried about Villa and fucking uh, Newcastle right now? Because one in eighty odds. I looked it up, uh, y'all. Villa to win the league. Hey, one in eighty. We, we already have our I thoughts on place that bet, y'all. We've already had our thoughts on Brighton, and we'll be talking about Brighton in the next segment. But I just really want to focus on these two. Uh, Hiram, to you first. Uh, should the top four be worried about these two? Yes. 100%. Yeah, I think it's so. More, more so Newcastle, especially because of the depth that they have for sure. But Villa, of course, with that. Um, Especially that front two and that pace and the uh, amount of just like raw athleticism they have, especially huh. with like Watkins just coming out of nowhere. Villa's two losses were at Anfield and at St. James. So you really like those are games you try to play for a draw, but if you lost them, it's not the end of the world. But how do you play against them when they're in your building is what ultimately matters. But. They feel like a team that's going to be in the hunt. They, they definitely are. They're definitely a top five team for sure. But as far as like that fourth team trying to figure out who was who, like, oh god, <laughs> I would say like between um, if it for me that fourth and fifth that fourth and fifth spot is definitely going to be like a three way tie between like Villa, uh, Newcastle and Liverpool for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of like that final stretch like we Liverpool, talked about. Liverpool, you don't week. think Spurs gonna fall off? No, Spurs is probably going to be as consistent as possible. It's going to be a, it's going to be a three way tie or three year race for the first place for sure throughout the season. And I mentioned this throughout the entire uh-huh. show. He's already said that yeah. multiple times, Mister Graham. Villa Newcastle. Does the top four need to be worried? Villa and Newcastle. Newcastle have obviously already breached the top four because they're in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're talking about the traditional big four. Uh, I think this season will be beyond Chelsea because it's just going to it's starting clicking and it's too late to start clicking. Yeah. Right. The, the like the old adage, you can't win the league in September, but you can surely lose it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um I think they've started slow enough that the top 4 might be beyond them. I think they'll be back in the Europa League for sure. Yeah. If I were to clock the team that's going to miss out uh, to bring in Brighton from the next segment, I think Brighton will be the ones that miss out mm-hmm. because I think they're going to find it difficult to juggle the competitions. Mm-hmm. I think Villa um, will be fine and in, in there. I don't think uh, they're going to crack the top four this season, but I, whoever is in fourth going into those final, you know, ten games of the season, I think would whoever's Dude, in fourth would need to worry about all three of those clubs. We're at 19 points. It's only top, nine games in. I know, but you're saying we're not going to crack the top four. Tottenham's sitting at 23. Arsenal's sitting at 21. Liverpool's at 20. We're at 19. And then Newcastle, Brighton, and uh, uh, Munich, I'm um, sorry, Manchester United, <laughs> are uh, at 16 and 15. Mm-hmm. I absolutely think we're cracking the top four. I didn't say we're going to be a real contender, but we're absolutely making top four at some point this season. It's going to be tough with uh, Newcastle up there, though. That's the only issue. I, I Newcastle, like I said, have already done it. They're there. Mm. Um, so, but whoever's in that four spot will absolutely have to worry. But I think it's good with, especially with the extra competition, losing Tyrone Ming, so a big part of their depth. I think they're going to be. Um, they may just miss out and maybe back in the Europa League. Well, um, I can tell you this much. We know now that the ultimate warrior certainly fucking thinks they're going to do fine. (laughs) 
Can I just point out everybody says I'm shit at betting and she wants yeah. to go throw a fiver down on an 80 to 1 odd? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. Um, all right. We're already in an hour, kids. Rounding up the rest of the week. You know, <laughs> so that happened. Wolverhampton 2, Bournemouth 1, Brentford 3, Burnley 0, Manchester City 2, Brighton 1, Forest 2, Luton 2, Man U 2, Sheffield 1, Tottenham 2, Fulham 0. Uh, in the Gary O'Neill Derby, Wolves find themselves victorious. Um, the Cook red card. What the fuck are you thinking? Idiot. Absolute fucking idiot. Everyone knows the minute you push at all with your head, it's a fucking red card. Es it's a fucking red card. Especially when it's on that Korean guy. <laughs> <laughs> because that Korean guy is surrounded day in, day out by all Portuguese diving guns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's what happens when you have a person surrounded by Portuguese um, diving guns is that little wee brush along his cheek, he <laughs> went down like he got shot in the face. <laughs> I mean, certainly not as bad as Kane went down against uh, Decorey last year with the Spurs and Everton match. No, that's true. But he would have thought Kane had died. I would have gone down like Kane did because remember what four games before that, Decorey choked a bitch. Yeah, he did. So I wouldn't want to get to that he, point either. Decorey pulled a weight in Brady. That was oh. for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm fetal position all day as soon as Decorey's coming at me, and I'm hard. <laughs> um... <laughs> Neto, who has been... Not boner, Mel. <laughs> it's called a hard man, Mel. That's what they call the, the, the goon of the team. What? He's the one fucking... <laughs> I'm just laughing. Because he's a deviant and had two shots of fireball. Let me live. Fucking... I'm 23. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking the warrior over here shaking the turnbuckle right now. Losing her fucking this mind. Is, I want to know what's going on when a middle-aged white lady has war paint on and the young black dude's drinking high noon. <laughs> what kind of world do we live in? It's called January 6th, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of world do we live in? <laughs> All right, so... Um, Neto, who has been pretty much a rock for Bournemouth, and Bournemouth would be even even worse place right now without him, makes the major gaffe that ultimately uh, uh, hurts him. It was so oh. cartoonish the way Billing couldn't collect the ball, too, because his big, long legs. And it, yep. just, it was pitiful. Yep. It was absolutely fucking pitiful, and that's ultimately what the game came down to. Wolves dominated, yeah. but Bournemouth did enough to, one, go in front, but two, keep them at bay, really. Um Cunha, I think, who hasn't stopped running since the Manchester United game to open the season, <laughs> finally gets a fucking goal. <laughs> uh, and it was well-deserved, a good strike. And then, on, and, and as you say, Neto just gifted Wolves the points there. Yeah. Yep, dumbass on video. Mm. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Can you tell me what just happened, Hiram? I'll admit to it. I made a fucking mistake. You're going to edit it all out, but I'll tell everybody I had myself on my fucking cough button and I didn't realize it. We did say the show was based on <laughs> professionalism, right? Right. <laughs> Weird that this is the one segment I will forget to edit out. I, I think that's unfair on us. I think this show was unprofessionalism. Un <laughs> Fireball. I was going to say you need another shot. <laughs> this, this show's unprofessionalism is a direct result of the other things the show was founded upon. <laughs> We didn't set out to be unprofessional. It's just a byproduct. I, I met somebody that uh, listen that does Premier League stuff on one of my tours, and I said, "Oh, I do a podcast. Do you football show? You should check it out." He goes, "What does that stand for?" Drunkard United. 
He just looked at me and went, nice. <laughs> <clears throat> Moving on to Brentford and Burnley. <laughs> Brentford finally get a win at home. Did you also tell him we were the king of transitions? <laughs> <laughs> Daddy drives a tight bus. <laughs> Smooth, that's cute. It's a hard right turn. <laughs> yeah, he does. Boy, um, but Burnley didn't really have a sniff in this. One. Well, uh, the the only key thing that I want to bring up about this was Connor Roberts got a second yellow card for pulling down a man. Uh, what we would call a professional foul. <laughs> I call it a Kanate. <laughs> one would think. <laughs> Just. Just the thought I was putting out there. That's all. Just <laughs> letting that marinate in the universe. That, you know what? Apparently, when you grab somebody, when they're in an advanced position, you get a yellow card for that. And typically, that's a second yellow card, and that's a sending off. Yeah. So just, you know, just just a thought there. Um, is this starting to raise questions for company? No, I don't think so, um, because he is so highly rated. Uh, I don't think it is. I think th they didn't spend a ton in uh, the summer um, because of the financial situation they had found themselves in prior to um, all of this. You know, I don't think they overdid it. They brought in a lot of players, but they weren't very expensive and they weren't very true. Like, very true. Um, that's the word I'm looking for. Proven, <laughs> I guess, at this level. L let me follow that up with another quick thought then is, and this is something Hiram and I talked about, is you have a, a process, a system you want to work, and this is what you're doing, and they're doing it. But also, do you fear losing the confidence of younger players throughout the course of the season if you're just not getting results? Well, I, th I think he has to realize at some point that Luton are very bad. Mm -hmm. um, Bournemouth are very bad. Sheffield's very bad. Sheffield is very bad. And dog shit. <clears throat> very bad. I think you're going to see... If this doesn't click in the next game or two, I think you're going to see a massive shift in Burnley's tactics. Yeah. And they're going to go more defensive. They're going to go more shut-up shop and then hit on counter. They're going to start doing... 17th place mm -hmm. is what you start thinking. Exactly. You because that. you have to think that the way, the manner in which you won the championship, you are better than these teams around you. As you should be. Mm -hmm. Period. Um, so you're going to have to make a move. Right. Is, right. is what that means is you're yeah. gonna have to make a move yeah because i feel and like you can lose those kids you shit. could really you lose those kids confidence oh, yeah. if you don't if you kind of keep to the system and they kind of keep getting beat at that system you could ruin them yeah keeping it rolling city have a very quick start get them up uh two nil within 19 minutes which we've been talking about since you've been away it's it seems like the way you get bournemouth is you come right out and you punch them right in the fucking nose uh -huh. and they have a hard time with that Saw that with the couple of losses they had this season. You saw that at the end of the season when they lost badly to Everton. It's just, if you come out and you punch them in the face, they don't know how to respond. But they came back and they had a fighter's chance. They really did play City hard. And <clears throat> Akanji grabbed a guy and pulled him down and got a second yellow card. Well, James Milner didn't <laughs> receive a yellow card, and he likes, uh, he put in a tackle that I like to call the, uh, the, um, uh, Ashley Young, yeah, well, <laughs> over so, on the side on Doku. But but but, who, but Akanji, do you but, know what's funny is yeah. Doku could have been James Milner's son. They were so far apart in age. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Technically, now James Sorry, Milner would have been a very young dad, but because <laughs> I think Doku's twenty one. Yeah, he's James like, Milner's thirty eight, like early twenty two. Yeah. So he could have been a seventeen year old father. We see that a lot yep. in this country. Um, it's it's 
physically possible, and that's scary. Very. Sam, Sam so we found out last week. Hiram, Hiram's father's younger than me. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's younger <laughs> than you, Sam. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. Also, but black it, don't crack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, numbers kanji, do. But... <laughs> But but a kanji Sam, he, he so he'll he, look like this till he's seventy. Well done, but <laughs> can't stop the number from moving. A kanji Sam grab, grabbed a guy, and and pulled him down while he was in an advanced position. He got a second yellow card for that. Yeah, he did. It's just a point I want to make. It's just it's just a point I want to make. I I don't. I mean, Brighton just it took him to the last twenty minutes to do what they normally do to teams. Um. <laughs> And, and really give a good account of themselves. The But City never really looked like they had to get out of second gear. No, they really Brighton didn't. Brighton for, you know, the first 75 minutes just weren't at the races in, in this one. And, and City <laughs> cruised. Um, I think we're seeing them. We thought they were missing Rodri. Mm-hmm. They definitely were. Oh, God, yeah. But definitely. They're, this kind of double-holding midfielder they're doing or using Bernardo Silva as a pivot is just not working. Um, they need to get him up in the 10 slot and or Phil Foden in the 10 slot and have mm-hmm. one of the two of them playing a De Bruyne role because this kind of mishmash of switching and rotating isn't fucking working. No. And Holland is not going to drop deep like Aguero or, or like Kane oh. and help create things. He's just not going to do it. Uh, Holland's going to stay up. It. He's going to stay up high and he's going to look for you to pass it into the lanes and he's going to get himself in the box. He's going to. He did get himself a goal in this yeah. game and well done to him. Yeah, but he's going to put himself in good positions. That seems to be all he's good for. That's all he offers, which is which is fine, but as long as you have the other players doing those jobs, you, you but like need, what you made to run Tottenham the system to work for what he's doing, right? What made Tottenham somewhat successful is Harry Kane play two positions. Yeah, it's very true, very true. You know, well, what I mean? particularly uh, look at Wayne Rooney at the end of his career at mm-hmm. Manchester United. He essentially was everywhere on the, the fucking the, pitch. The modern center forward needs to be able to do more. Look at Jesus. The modern center forward needs to be able to do more than what Holland does. Right. He's, you know, a striker from 1976 that's playing in 2023. Huh, He's but, literally just the goal scoring and physicality. And, and but, that could prove to be a, one of the reasons because of this De Bruyne injury why City don't win the title this season. Yeah, but if you but if you play the right they, system. They seem to be a one-trick pony, but and, if you which play, is crazy to say about a Pep Guardiola it's team. It's true. Very true. Without that, that master key of Kevin De Bruyne to unlock, you know, Right. Special abilities of everybody around him. <laughs> There's he's, uh, Kevin De Bruyne is like a Game Shark cheat code. I was going to say, Game here's Graham over here going, a, De Bruyne, you left, 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 <laughs> up, 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 A, B, A, B. So, Hiram, Game Shark used to be this disc that you have, uh, or like a memory card you used to put in your PlayStation back in the day. It wasn't just a, uh, like, a mem- like a thing saved on your... I know what a memory card is. <laughs> no, no, no. It, but it was it wasn't a memory card. It was a physical thing that you had to plug into the memory card slot to yeah. access the cheat codes. Oh, for real? Yeah, back in the day. Damn. Yep. Uh, Keeping it rolling. I'm so old. Forrest was wondering. (laughs) Forrest was wondering who was going to get them goals with uh, Atonyi out. And. um, Awonyi? Awonyi, sorry. Thank you. Almany. Yeah. (laughs) Almany. Apparently it's hurt again. Yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) Wood Wood goes out there and gets two. Gets two. Should have had four. like, but gets him the goals only to be outdone by a great late flurry oh, by Luton. What a what a strike that second Luton goal was as well, which cost me, by the way, eighty four uh-huh. U.S. dollars. Heard eighty four U.S. dollars. If if Nottingham Forest had won that game, if they had held on, that was the only leg of like a seven leg real money parlay I had. Oh, damn it! But uh, the game, the first half again, this is another tale of two halves. Right, first half was 
talk shit. I, I almost fell asleep during those highlights. I still, they were pitiful. I still don't have much confidence in Luton at the end of the day, but I do think that there are two teams worse than them, definitely. I mean, we're going to come on to Sheffield in just a moment, but uh, Bournemouth and Sheffield are just fucking awful. And for, for Luton, at least there's some fight. Well, so like, uh, if they're going to go down, at least they're going to go down because I think ultimately they just don't have the talent to be up there, but it feels like they'll at least put up a fight. I was listening to somebody else today um, while <laughs> I was working, and they're in a position right now where they basically can look at Burnley, and as long as they match Burnley's results for the rest of the season, they're safe. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all they got to do. Because the, the other two, as you say, are dog shit. They ain't going to do it. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. At least with this personnel or with these managers. Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So as long as they match Burnley results for the rest of the season, they're a point clear of them currently, and they will survive. Will the Blades ever get a win? Because they actually came out swinging, and they had opportunities, and they've done that a few times, and they can't fucking get a win. They'll be lucky to get a win from Luton, and that's saying a lot. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I... I you you were playing. I can't a, think of an argument to say yes. You to were, that. <laughs> like you think about it at home, they played Everton, who hadn't gotten a win yet and were in really a bad bad way, and they could only manage a draw. Like I don't see where this team's gonna get any fucking wins. Like they're really bad. Yeah, I don't. I, again, goals are going to be a massive problem, and defensively, they're not very good. Uh, as well, so I mean that's a horrible com- uh, uh, combination if you want to stay in the Premier League. So I, I just I, I wonder what happened because under Chris Wilder a couple seasons ago, weren't they bought up by a Saudi prince? I thought so. Yeah. Thought, yeah. Where's the money? Yeah. Where's the money? Where? Why is there no? It's at Newcastle. <laughs> the Piff Posse. Uh, no, no, he's <laughs> he's going somewhere else. He's huh? he's one of those Saudi princes from uh, my old nightclub days. The one who comes oh, in the and black just she- or, uh, no, they come in and go, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> like and and no. don't really spend any money and expect everything for free. <laughs> so that's that's the ones that say, "No, no, it is okay. It is okay. We are dancing. We are dancing." <laughs> Jesus <laughs> they Christ! They try to molest women. <laughs> Why is it nightclub life? (laughs) Why is it suppressing that? I heard an interesting fact about Berlin sex clubs today. If you want to hear about that, no, we're going to keep it rolling. (laughs) Save that for injury injury time. time. Yeah, I was about to come in. It's like that's the kind of conversation for injury time. (laughs) www.patreon.com. Patreon.com. Got all that. (laughs) So where's the where's the what I want to know is where's the money? Why is there no investment in in them? I don't know. I don't know. It just it baffles. It boggles the mind. Do we even care that Manchester United won this game? Uh, for the reason that we're going to talk about in closing words, yes, because okay. uh, in honor of Sir Bobby Charlton, absolutely. Okay, but yeah. because he was a proper football man, even though nobody in that current Manchester United setup, from the CEO down to the ball boys, none of them are. Moving on, Spurs have a very clinical win over uh, Fulham today. Um, great goal by Son. I mean, re- and he's back in form. He is really he's firing back yeah, in form. It's a shame. <laughs> well, the children are happy. No wonder Andres Gomez can't play, even though he's collecting a check. <laughs> it's yeah, more like exactly. a disability check for anxiety and depression <laughs> now, isn't it? 
than it is his wages. <laughs> yeah, but you look, wake up in the morning, you look at that bear, and you go, <laughs> I'm, I'm this. And I've got 70 grand. <laughs> exactly. I just got 70 grand this week. <laughs> um, It's just, I mean, it's the only word I wrote down is I had to, excuse me, I had to listen to this on the radio while I was taking my uncle to the train station. Um, it was comfortable. Yeah, it was just comfortable. Fulham didn't really offer much, minus that ridiculous tackle Paulinho had in the first half. It was comfortable. Yeah, because well, whoever he hit, I think it may have been James Madison. He was very uncomfortable after uh, that tackle. And Madison, Madison's goal in the second was a beauty as well. He had, just a great. Back there and was forth. a few. I mean, he's operating on a different level right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Udogi had a uh, in the first half because I was home for about ten minutes before I had to leave. I had it I had it uh, switched on the television. And um, I don't know if you remember free kick very early in the game. And James Madison is right-footed. Doggy's a left-back, was kind of behind him to the corner of the box. And so you could see him out of his peripheral, but not like he wasn't looking at him. And tried a no-look from the free kick. And I don't think they drew it up on the training ground because Doggy had no fucking clue that ball was coming. The way he moved his body to try to receive it and the manner in which the ball hit him and bounced the fuck off like 30 <laughs> yards, he had no clue that thing was coming. It was very funny. And James Madison looked at him like, what are you doing? He's like, no, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, uh, nobody drew that up. We didn't talk about that previous to this. <laughs> you just you just need to be ready for it, bro. Come on, bro. So saying James Madison's operating up here. Not hard. Fireball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure money. I can't fucking beat it. That's it. <laughs> we move on. I was going to make another point, but why? As soon as you said, bruh, it was like fireball. <laughs> fireball. By the way, drink it right. Pinky out. Heard. All right, well, it's your fucking segment, so why don't you start fucking talking? Remember? You're, you you run this segment? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, sure, money. This is where we make football bets to better inform you on your bets, and they always win. <laughs> they don't. Mine. I lost. Uh, how'd you do, Sammy? Mine hit, and I nailed it with my three leg three leg parlay, and I am now up four hundred and sixty three dollars. Big Sam's lock of the week. I love it when it's nice even numbers. Sam, did you know that thirty seven point five percent of the time? It works 100% of the time, motherfucker. Nice, big man. Nice. <laughs> Am I uh, finally ahead of you, I think? I think I might be. Oh, anyways, I'm going to go ahead and do another three-legger because it worked so well for me last week. I'm going to take Newcastle, Villa, and Brighton to beat Wolves, Luton, and Fulham, respectively, for $229. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Nice. Good for you. <laughs> Did you have any bets or no? I don't do no bets. You know, I don't do no bets. Uh, Hiram, okay. Hiram, this is why I drive the bus, because when you give him a segment, this is what you get. Yeah, fucking radio gold. Here. <laughs> Instead, we have our good friend, Pat. And now, it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of the Week. Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, buddy? Hi. It's a lake. I was gonna say, don't say words that hurt his feelings. Oh yeah, I forgot he used to deliver it. Yeah, long yeah. time ago. A lot of it. But long, long uh, times ago, days. Hey, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> Doing really well, man. How are you? I am. I am not as happy as I was about two hours ago when I talked to you. Uh oh, what happened? Briefly. Fuck. Fucking perk. 
and Purdy threw two interceptions in the second half. Just, just killed, just kill. I mean, killed my weekend. Mm. Lost tonight, lost Sunday, and broke even on Saturday. You know what, man? Fuck the NFL, man. Fuck these refs. I, it just the NFL so fucking boring, Fuck man. Like three, three points in, in the fourth quarter. That's it. That's what you can do for me on Monday Night Football. You fucking suck. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Well, let's talk about the real football then. Uh-huh. I mean, well, hey, at least Texas is going to the World Series. <laughs> that makes Taylor happy, right? All right, so yeah, what... Well, it makes me happy, too. I hate fucking Houston. Agreed here. Damn. Yeah, same, actually. <laughs> Being back in this chair for the first time in seven weeks, remember, reminded me how much I hate Houston, too. He's he's talking about the city, Graham, not me. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. Show title. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, uh, remember his middle. Hey, remember his middle name is Dallas. Too, I know so. it is, and his social is. It's like uh, I don't know. I, I don't really know how happy I can read this. Graham, can you pull the email up and just read it yourself? Yeah, sure. I can do that. <laughs> a, Jesus Christ! I love it. Pat's Not a right, problem. Pat is right. Proper. <laughs> this is delightful. Fantastic. Got it. Got it. Go you for do it. it in Pat's voice though. Which one? <laughs> check one. out Soundcheck for the three versions. Uh, all right. I couldn't have been more wrong with on my picks last Saturday going 0-2. Much like my Sunday when I put cash on every side that the Lions would blow out the Ravens. Welcome back, Graham, to the show. Congrats on the new entry of life into the world. May your nights be filled with more and more sleep as every day passes. Thanks, buddy. Uh, on to gambling. So this week, I will try my hand at a four-game parlay. I'll take Chelsea over Brentford, Wolves over Newcastle, Villa over Lut- Lutron Town. <laughs> Sounds like a really bad Decepticon. Uh, and Man City over Man United. On a $75 bet, that pays out 1,115 schmackaroos. What is, it? what is its magic power? Does it transform into a hat? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's a dance. <laughs> It's the Lutron dance. It's They're a- called the Hatters. That's the joke. That is pretty good. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, what's um? Why? Which one? I'm- Hold on. Mine was pretty good too. Neutron dance. Yeah. Lutron dance. I'm fu- Hat- Come on. I don't know why I'm disrespecting my entire childhood, but I can't remember the leader of the Decept- uh, Decepticons name. Optimus Prime. Yeah. No, that's, he's the that's fucking Megatron. Autobots. Autobots. Megatron. Oh, Megatron. Oh, 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 oh. Megatron yeah, wears the Wii hat as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of Lutron Town. <laughs> Uh, so I'll place a smarter bet next week when Chelsea fucks me. <laughs> uh, you guys have a great weekend. If anyone is off Thursday and wants to take a trip out to Blue Ridge Shadows Golf Club, let me know. I have an opening for a 1030 tea time. Car leaves Marriottsville at 7 and late lunch at Monk's Barbecue. So, Taylor, if you happen to be in town uh, or fancy spending a bunch of money for no reason to go play golf with Pat, you're more than welcome to come up. I mean, I'll go just for Monk's Barbecue. That shit's delicious. <laughs> Monk's Barbecue is fire. I like golf. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, Pat. that could be a show title too. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the NFL, comma. I like golf. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, buddy. Well, good luck uh, that the baseball keeps going well. Uh, nothing is going well. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll holler at you next week. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, I just-
just All right. <laughs> what do you got, Graham? All right. Uh, so I lost because of Lutron Town. Uh, <laughs> they transformed into a fucking hmm. world beater all of a sudden. Uh, definitely not because of my Arsenal, because mm-hmm. they played after Lutron Town. Right. Uh, all, now I'm only up $553, still currently leading the pack uh, this season. Uh, so I have a very responsible four-leg parlay to play on this one. Uh, I've got Tottenham to beat Palace. Should be fairly simple. A double chance, Chelsea, or a draw with Brentford. Um, Arsenal to beat Sheffield United, and there to be two and a half goals or more in that game. I'm go. sorry. Over two and a half goals, so that's to be three or more in that game. <laughs> and that four leg parlay only pays me plus two oh two on a hundred dollar bet. Okay. Should gotcha, gotcha. Them. Yep. So I tried to go kind of responsible, but still had to get some odds somewhere. So uh Graham, I'm not sure you're aware of this. So you've been away for a little while. But we have a chicken. <laughs> so Kitty is on a bit of a heater as her and Liverpool pick has her winning three in a row. So she is now at five and three. So this week, I gave Kitty the Manchester Derby. Now, we already know Kitty's affinity for the brothers Gallagher. So this was an easy pick for Kitty, and she's taking City to win. I'm kind of surprised how short and easy that is, but please remember to gamble legally and responsibly. Her ghostwriter might have known that this show was going to maybe run a little long, so maybe the ghostwriter wrote a very short segment. Oh, oh, look, Kitty also has in here, pour one out for my girl Rita, and that is it for the gambling segment. That's right, pour one out for Rita. As she was talking... I really was hoping that you went sideways and wrote the Brothers Neville. <laughs> and then put in for Mel to whisper the rest of the segment. <laughs> Very good. Good night. All right, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Mr. Graham, I know there's a few parting words, so go for it. Yeah, just a couple. I'm going to start lighthearted and and heavy. Um, So first and foremost, uh, did you hear how um, Mikel Arteta answered the questions about why Ramsdale wasn't in the squad? No. He said to the press, he's missing out on the team this weekend for the most beautiful reason. And immediately, a lot of people, you know, I saw comments online that were like, would he lose his virginity? (laughs) (laughs) For the most beautiful reason. Was he deflowered? What happened here? Uh, (laughs) Which is funny. What's the answer? uh, His wife had a baby. Oh. Yeah. But it was just just a strange way. If you've never seen childbirth, it is not pretty. It's a strange fucking... It's bad, man. It's (laughs) real bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like the James Franco meme with the noose on the side of the boat first time. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I've done it three. I've seen the insides through both directions. One through the stomach, one through the other side. Yeah, just not fun. Uh, It's dead. It's bad. Uh, anyway, speaking of perverts. Uh, fireball. Fireball. <laughs> speaking of perverts and fireball, actually, uh, Tony Fernandez. You remember the owner of QPR? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this was quite funny. Um, he took a Zoom meeting reportedly uh, topless while receiving a massage <laughs> with uh, other leaders in his company as well as subordinates. That was Sam Houston during injury time while you were gone. <laughs> oh, look, the muscles are tight. They need to be loosened up, man. It's just what it is. I don't think he should be doing that. Uh, okay. I think yeah. it, I find it wholly inappropriate, okay. to be honest. Yeah, Hiram wasn't enjoying giving it. <laughs> <laughs> it was too many knots, man. <laughs> yeah. When asked about it uh, in an interview, he did say that he loves the culture of his company. Mm. He owns the company. <laughs> he is HR, technically. Other thing that's worth noting is uh, Hiram's touch. 
Soft yet firm. <laughs> Careful, Lars. <laughs> hey. All right, uh, on to the real parting words. Um, uh, the footballing world has lost another legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, very sad, obviously. Sir Bobby Charlton has passed away um, Saturday morning prior to Manchester United's kickoff. He is arguably uh, the greatest ever English footballer, period. He was one of the survivors of the Busby Babes that uh, crashed in the Munich air disaster. It was actually quite sad. Uh, and in piecing his life back together, became one of the greatest footballers in the world. Uh, became a World Cup champion, a uh, Champions League, a European Cup at the time, obviously, uh, champion. Um, won the Premier League, well, first division a few times, uh, and stayed in the game. And there was just a, a quiet dignity with which he lived his life. Um, there were never any controversies. There were never any kind of off-field drama. There was never any anything. If you, again, watch the Beckham documentary, when David Beckham signing for the club, Bobby Charlton was in the room. When Ronaldo signed for the club, Bobby Charlton was in the room. He ushered in the class of 92 just with an elderly statesman vibe about him. He was always poignant in his comments um, about the club, about the state of football, about a lot of different things. He was one of those people that transcended the sport as well. Um, you know, when when I, I've heard multiple stories recounted that when you were would go abroad in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, um, and somebody would ask you where you were from, and you said the UK, they'd go, oh, Bobby Charlton. You know, like, that's what you're famous for. Like, if you say you're from New York, you're like, oh, pizza. You know, whatever uh, kind of thing. So um, this is very, very sad, obviously. Uh, and, you know, on the level of when Pele died, on the level Absolutely. of all of these, you know, kind of when Maradona died, on the level, this is one of the greatest European players that have ever played the game and easily the best Englishman that's uh, ever played I the game. I was going to say, minus the massive amounts of cocaine <laughs> when you're talking about uh, Maradona, yeah. and Maradona. Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. But I'm just talking about the gravitas of their careers. Uh, but, like, yeah. Like um, Keith Richards went, man, Maradona did a lot of fucking cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bobby Charlton did not clear, make sure that's yeah, on the record. Um, but, yeah, it just a honest, good family man. He was diagnosed with dementia in 2020 and um, finally uh, lost that battle uh, on Saturday. So, All right. Very, thank very you. sad, and God rest his soul. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, next up is Injury Time, where we're going to talk about the beers we were drinking. We're going to talk a little bit about fantasy sports and, of course... Fantasy sports or fantasy soccer? Fantasy soccer. And, we're just going to uh, go over Irons NFL pre- team. We're going to preview the weekend's action. We're gonna <laughs> Call Pat back. Let's see what his baseball's doing. <laughs> we're going to preview the weekend's action. And should somebody want to find Injury Time, Sam, how do they go about doing Call it? Call Pat. <laughs> <laughs> it's patreon.com forward slash DB football show. Uh, and just sign up to that five to you get all the extra content all and the videos all the everything it's fun. if if you're watching live with us uh stick around we're going to be doing the efl show yep. next or we uh chat a little bit about the uh rest of professional football in england and that show gets released on thursday for any of those of you who are checking out the show for the first time and outside of that everybody uh if you want to help the show in another way du drip shack all the flyest gear and we'll talk to you all next week Bigby says fireball. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Great day, the 
talking good or grab. Smoke of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham, hey! Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!